I got the horses in the back, horse stock is attached, head is mad at black, got the boosters back Welcome to Drunk Sports Radio, I'm finally back with Adrian in the house, we're gonna talk SEC Media Days, we've got the Wimbledon wrap up, I don't know that anybody really cares about tennis that much, but we've got uh, SEC football right around the corner, Adrian, are you excited? Uh, I'm an American, so absolutely, I'm excited for co- collegiate football to return to our states. It's going to be a great time. Uh, you know, definitely SEC coming to town. It's uh, it's always a f- really fun time. Uh, also, really glad to be back. You know, we have had quite the hiatus here. Um, what's it been? A month since it's the our, draft, or it's our the, summer season. Yeah, we've. There just hasn't been much going on. I mean, mm-hmm. ba- basketball, a lot of summer league, uh, NBA, baseball, baseball okay. like mid July baseball. I mean, realistically, you get to a point that you're like, hey, let's just let's just go to the pool. You know, let's just play a quick nine. Let's relax. Let's just and hang. just and just uh, yeah, rest up and get a get a nice tan going. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of, you're looking good. Well, thank healthy. you. Yeah, I, I got a nice farmer's tan going. You know, working well, outside. Well, she does. Thank you, Tractor Sexy. Oh well, <coughs> you know. So let's talk about media days. So they they started this morning. Missouri, LSU, and who was the other one? Uh, I don't know. Well, I just saw Greg Odom talking and uh, the commissioner, and they announced that they are going to have media days in Nashville. 2021 are you excited about that well i mean as far as us being both you know big time journalists absolutely uh because then maybe we can get credentialed this time still looking at you texas a&m hmm. uh but okay i've got a theory that i just want to throw at you and let's just kind of roll with it for a second the tennessee titans they play in nashville at Nissan Stadium. <clears throat> Their lease runs through 2028. Now, this isn't a city... This is a very happening city out here. And, and I'm not talking about... Are like, you sure? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> it's not like we're, you know, in like Minnesota or like Cleveland or something. Like This is a very happening city. Do you think that you could see the possibility of them actually building a new stadium with a retractable roof to start getting those Super Bowls, those uh, SEC championships and Final Fours and stuff like that? I think it's going to be about, you know, eight, nine years down the road. I just don't see them. Like, the Titans just haven't been successful enough to warrant a stadium renovation or a new stadium because they're going to have to build it in the same spot. Real estate's getting too pricey downtown. Yeah. So they're going to have to build it right there or they're going to have to re- renovate the stadium and that I've heard them talk about putting it right like putting a lid on that stadium, you know, yeah, and kind of closing it in. Can you do that? Well, that the way that one's set up, I think they can because they have a lot of room around it whereas like, you know, a lot of other stadiums are, have streets on each side of the stadium, you know, like the okay. Superdome and stuff, they had to build it like covered first, you know, if you sure. tried to build you know the bridgestone arena 
now, like building it out, you've got, you know, all Broadway and third Avenue and fifth Avenue or whatever, all, uh, all around you there. So you really don't have much room in a lot of downtown areas. And that luckily has a lot of room around it. Okay. Because I've always, I, I mean, I guess you could see putting like a circus tent around it, you know? Yeah. But it's got the very, op- the big openings in the end zones. Well, they'd have to close those in, you um, know, put seating in the end zones in the upper deck and club level. And then you put your lid around it or a tractable roof But I just it. see, I see the potential of the point of that being is SEC is moving a lot of stuff now to Nashville, which was once always in Atlanta. And I'm, you just get this feeling that like, you know, we could see potentially if the stadium was right for an early December game with a, maybe a, a roof on top of it, you could start seeing Maybe a rotating schedule like they do in basketball. Mm-hmm. Why? Why does Atlanta always get the SEC championship? If you think about it, you know. Well, they built a big, nice new stadium. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, contractually <laughs> speaking, yes. But you know how like basketball does move it around. They aren't doing it as much now. But you know, think of, think of that. Well, I, mean, I think that was just trying to be centrally located instead of you know. Yeah, but think if you had the SEC championship in, say, Atlanta, Nashville, New Orleans, and uh, I don't know, just for funsies, let's say the, the Tampa Bay, play where the Bucks do. I mean, that would be kind of a cool rotating schedule, don't you think? Yeah, I, I agree. I think it should rotate around the uh, SEC towns, or at least like the center SEC towns. It kind of gets, you know, boring going to the same place every year. As Kentucky fans, we know that trip well. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, speaking of, uh, you know. But did you hear Feinbaum on uh, Media Day say that uh, it was the last that uh, Hoover has seen of SEC Media Days? Bold bold statement by by Feinbaum. He he basically said uh, Hoover sucks. And well, yeah, it's never coming back there. So I mean, I I think Hoover. I don't. This is I have no history to back this up, but I feel like Hoover was was right there, at like the beginning when it wasn't a big deal, and they benefited for years because I truthfully think, uh, like they're building a new baseball stadium or something in Birmingham or I don't know. Point being. Uh, the SEC championship, SEC baseball tournament itself could end up in Nashville. That wouldn't be a surprise either, and because they would leave uh, Hoover. <clears throat> so I'm just saying Nashville's well, about I think to be it's the center. Be in Hoover for the the baseball for the foreseeable future, but yeah, I think they're building a new stadium or I don't know. But you know, we'll uh, we'll see about that. Um, we just do the podcast. Greg, we don't have to know facts. Greg Odom, I saw him speak for a minute. You know, I guess they had zero transfers out. They had the Kelly Bryant transfer in, but he said they they had zero players enter the transfer portal. I don't know if that was was that successful for. I him? guess that's what they are saying. They're glad people are still there. Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I find the transfer portal to be. <sighs> I feel like that's kind of a double-sided sword in the fact that 
if you aren't over recruiting over players, then they're not going to transfer. Mm-hmm. So, well, I again, it's the NCAA kind of just giving a double standards a lot, you know. Hey, you student athlete must stay here for four years, or you must penalize yourself a full season. But that coach, well, you know, he can not only get paid, but he can go coach somewhere else, and you're stuck. Because a lot of players don't, I mean, you and I grew up cheering for a specific team, but a lot of kids, like, they don't have teams. They go for, like, the coaching staff and, like, the experience and, like, the, you know, the the program itself. They're not showing up to put on you know, put on a, a a Georgia jersey or something, you know, unless you grew up in Georgia, I would assume. But, you know, if a coach leaves, you're kind of like, you know, I don't really know, I don't know much about this Rocky Top thing. I think we're supposed to hate Florida. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't see anybody that, you know, sees Tennessee as a powerhouse school anymore. I mean... No, like the kids today are all microwave society. Like they Tennessee. they want to see success now. Tennessee. They don't care about what happened fifty years ago. Tennessee is a very good equivalent to Nebraska. Nebraska, right Notre Dame. I mean, Notre Dame's had a little bit of Miami. success. Miami. Miami. Would you can include Miami in that? Well, they you had they the turnover had... chain like two years ago. Yeah, but that what I mean. But nobody's sitting there going. The, we just named four schools right there that if we said, okay, your 2020 national champion was blank of those four schools, you'd be like, yeah, I could see that. But then if you start really thinking about it, you're like, none of those teams have a shot. Well, Nebraska hired Scott Frost from UCF, so he's already got a national championship. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see him getting another one at Nebraska? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He might he might use the Alabama rule, just claim it. <laughs> That's what you got to do. You just got to claim them every year. I don't what? know why these t- programs get so uppity about claiming national titles. I, I mean, would, before 1998, all titles were claimed. Yeah, I would just I would be claiming everything. If you could claim it, why wouldn't you claim it? I mean, it's Alabama. They're doing it. I mean, yeah. I stopped at a gas station in Tuscaloosa one time, won a national title on a scratch-off. There you go. <laughs> Not sure how that works, but congratulations. Well, I claimed it. Mm. <laughs> mm. No, I mean, it's definitely... <clears throat> they... these four Those four programs are not what they were. Um, even... Even kind of a USC. No, I I don't know. USC still got potential. I just don't. Texas. Ooh, that's a good topic. Mm. They, they are always see. That's where that love affair with these programs comes in because you're always like, no, they're they're good. Auburn. But are they? Okay, I've always had this argument and belief that without Alabama, the Crimson Tide, Auburn would not be a thing. I think that that is Alabama because it's Alabama's biggest rival that has uh, lifted Auburn up to another standard. Oh, they beat Alabama. They're like the only team that beat Alabama. Like, <laughs> well, I I get that, 
<laughs> but I'm saying that and they won a national title in what thirteen? Yeah, after beating. But I'm Bama. saying like historically speaking, that Auburn really wouldn't be that big of a deal. I think I looked up their all-time win-loss record or whatever, and they were traditionally like a seven and six team. If you if you go that, I mean, it's just you know five hundred team. They weren't anything just terrific. Um, but I don't know. That's it's also like the love affair with Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Really, Ole Miss beat Alabama like two out of three years. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, what else? I don't know. They won what, a couple bowl games. What has Mississippi big, State? Big recruiting classes that Hugh Freeze fell on the sword and saved them from, you know, yeah, the death penalty. <laughs> but it's just like some of these schools, I don't understand what's so amazing about these plays. Like you turn on an ESPN commercial and they're like, Hell State. You're like, mm, why? They no. were ranked number one for yeah. like a week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And Kentucky almost beat them that year. Yeah. In like Stoops' second or third year. That was uh, Patrick Tolles did the helicopter into the end zone. Oh, Why did Kentucky it. quarterbacks do the helicopter into the end zone? That's the only way we can score. <laughs> Until we get a snail. Oh, man. Dude, now you talk about a locker room that got a fresh coat of paint. Think of those guys that are on that mural in the locker room at uh, Kentucky. And it's now got Benny Snell in a Pittsburgh Steeler uniform, Josh Allen, you know, Tampa no, Bay, number one, Jacksonville. Jacksonville, and who went to Tampa Bay? Lonnie Johnson, uh, Mike Edwards, wasn't it? Am I making that yeah, up? Yeah, that sounds right. Lonnie um, Johnson went to t- the Texans. Yeah, that's right. Because um, as Titans fans, we were like, let's just draft everybody in the AFC South, draft Kentucky yeah, players, that's, except that's right. our team. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're not any good. They went to Kentucky. Well, <laughs> what? Oh, funny story. Um, last night we went to uh, Green Hills to eat uh, dinner at, with Allie's parents at uh, Tokyo. You ever been to Tokyo in Green Hills? I can't say I have. It's a hibachi restaurant. And uh, her aunt and uncle are in town. And side note, their son coaches at Louisville. He's on the staff there oh. on that Scott Satterfield staff. But um, anyways, um, we sat down and... Uh, guy like randomly like joins us just by himself and so he's like he's just kind of standing there waiting for everybody to decide where they want to sit down and then he sits down and then he kind of we strike up a conversation he's like oh yeah i went to school at vanderbilt and he's like yeah i played ball there and Allie's dad like asked him oh like what what sport did you play baseball or he's like oh i played football he's like yeah i was recruited by james franklin and so I guess he played like four years. It was Darius Sims is hmm. who it was. I don't know if you ever remember him. He was like, oh, yeah, I was best friends with Ralph Ralph Webb. and, <laughs> and uh, Sweet name drop, bro. <laughs> well, we'd, we she was talking about the like running back or something. And he uh, was like, oh, was it Keyshawn? Like, I guess Keyshawn Vaughn. And they were like, no. He's like, Ralph. And they were like, oh, yeah, Ralph Webb. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's like my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he said he just bought a house over here, like in Nashville. Like he played on the Titans, like practice team, and then uh, uh, okay. went to Green Bay for a little bit. And now he's just kind of like, I think he got a concussion and decided he's selling insurance like the rest of yeah. us. <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, yeah, 
I mean, that's always cool. Uh, working at the hotel, I had a guy checking in the other night, and uh, I had a very nice room available and a very crappy room available. And I saw his ID. That he's from Louisville. And I was like, ooh, Louisville. And I was like, cats are cards. He's like, I played football at UofL. Oh, he got the bad room. Mm, nice. <laughs> Good call. I was like, go cats. And he's like, I don't like where this is going. I was like, you, sir, are headed to the second floor. <laughs> <laughs> he should have said Kentucky. It's America's team. America's team. Speaking of Kentucky, because we haven't done it enough. Uh, Terrible news. Sad news with Jerry Lorenzen. Um, we'll just take a minute and <sighs> chat about him. Well, I this this is one of those like moments when I heard he was in the hospital. I just I you it knew didn't, it didn't sound good, you know, when they say the heart and kidneys, like <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just always scary. And you know, working in a hospital, you're like, oh, that's not a good sign. But yeah, I digress. He he was like my childhood hero. You know, I grew up. I, I mean, he was only eight years older than me. Like that's weird to say. He was, wow. He was only eight years older. Wait, but when did we become thirty? <laughs> yeah, but he he uh, he was the quarterback. You know, when I was eleven years old and playing, you know, pee wee football, and I grew up watching him. Like, oh, that's. Jared Lorenzen, you know, like slinging it. You know, he's like doing all this crazy stuff and, you know, throwing it over his head and dodging tacklers and, and people to trying to bring him down in the backfield and he just like throws them off and throws a touchdown pass. It was just it was just crazy and it was like it kind of hit home because it was just like in the fa- past few years listening to, him to the pregame show and mm-hmm. listening to him talk about, you know, his days at Kentucky and the stories and getting to know him personally without ever meeting him, it, like, made you really sad to hear that he passed away at such a young age. I don't know if it was the same for you. I you, was just, like, had that sick feeling in my stomach. You definitely got a more personal feeling for Jared with the TV or with the radio show. Um, like you said... You know, he was our childhood quarterback. There are, uh, you could ask, there are two players in Kentucky football history that you could go down the street and ask somebody to name, and it's Tim Couch and Jerry Lorenzen. Like, those are, any age, they could tell you those names. And, I mean, that's huge for a program that has not been traditionally known for football. But I was watching some of those highlights he have him just just gunning it and just throwing it. And I was sitting there thinking, and I wanted to bring this up on the podcast. What if he had the line and the backfield that he had, that we have now? If we had Jared, I mean he, I mean he would have been in a lot better shape. Like that last year under Brooks, he said, you know, he he came to spring practice and they said we gotta we gotta cut cut the weight and so they both went on a diet together him and coach brooks and brooks said he lost 15 pounds and jared had lost like 40 he was down to 265 when he left spring practice and he came back for summer workouts at 300 pounds yeah and he he was like i mean we just couldn't keep his weight under control and if he was in the system now you know matt elam struggled with that when he was there and they just couldn't keep his weight down. If he could keep the weight down, he could have been, you know, an elite quarterback in the NFL, probably. Yeah. 
Because, I mean, he was a backup for a long time. And he was going to be traditionally a backup in the NFL because of the weight. If he could have gotten it down. And, I mean, he had quick feet. He had the mobility so for agile. being that size. But for, if Really, was, for any quarterback. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he. that's what Rich Brooks said, is his footwork was just incredible for, you know, any quarterback, let alone a guy of his size. 300 pounds. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he just, the way he was able to just sling it everywhere. Yeah, I mean, his arm was strong, and then I think, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? Aaron Boone, receiver, yeah. was on there talking about him, and he said, I mean, my gosh, his touch on a 45-yard <laughs> pass, I mean, you'd be running full speed, and it would just drop into your bread basket like nothing. And I'm sure you've seen the highlights like I have, like, you see a quarterback now, like they look like they're throwing a football. Jared looked like he was throwing a little Nerf ball. Yeah, I mean he. <laughs> it was amazing. I mean he threw it hard, but it was always a catchable ball. Like it was right there. <sighs> got yeah. some uh, got some good information coming in on the line. Um, uh, no, no, nothing interesting. <laughs> We're just uh, we're just doing what we do, you know. Uh, no, that's. Uh, but I do feel like. But those know, fond memories were, you know, the fond memories were great. But uh, you know, they'll obviously have something very memorable to do for this season. Uh, Terry Wilson put out that he's going to try to wear twenty two in the first game. That would be an awesome tribute. I think he should uh, just wear it every game. Yeah. Just change his number to 22 because I think Chris Oates wears it on defense. So that was another thing about Jared that was so unique. No quarterback wears it number 22. Yeah. And it was just like, like what couch wear 12? Two. Two. That's right. He wore two. Who wore, who wore 12? Derek Abney. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, Randall Cobb wore 18 for those of you scoring at home. Mm-hmm. Um, just name, let's just name all the <laughs> players and their numbers. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be great radio. I mean, you can't find this on a Wikipedia search. <laughs> no, I like it was uh you know, that'll be that'll be cool to put something together for them. I'm sure they'll have a great thing. You you will be there for the opener against Toledo, I'm right? trying to work out the details. I, I have season tickets, so I'm me and Ian got them, so we're trying to figure out if we're gonna go because it's we open. We've got eight home games this year. I don't know if you noticed that. Whew. So we we've got three in a row, and that two and a half hour drive is kind of brutal. At you know, for a twelve o'clock home game, you know, which is eleven o'clock our time. So, oh. <laughs> and then you got to get there three hours early, start drinking. Uh, yeah, and then speaking of a great segue. Oh, we yes. as the SEC have lifted the ban the on alcohol gone. sales in college stadiums. So, yes. with that said, I saw the other day, or I heard on the radio or whatever, that Tennessee is going to make it happen. Like, you'll be able to buy beer in Neyland Stadium. Oh, yeah. That's what this I, state does. I think LSU had a uh, designated 109,000 designated drinking sections. So that they could get by it before, so they didn't have to worry about it. But <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I like it. 
now we were talking about a little bit earlier that there it's pretty much up to the school now to decide what they want to exactly. do, right? Exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, do you got to know what school's doing what. Basically, do we know if there's any bad guys out there that aren't going to allow it? I don't know. Let me uh hmm. Let me look, and you keep talking about how great it would be to be able to sit in your stadium seat and drink a cold beer on a Saturday evening. What yeah. a concept that might be. Um, I remember when I went down to LSU, as a matter of fact, that I went down with some friends, and uh, this dude's girlfriend, she was not knowledgeable of college football in the least. And uh, it was a very hot day as it gets in Louisiana. And she's like, I just need to get to my seat and just get a cold beer and I'll be good. And I was like, there's no alcohol sales in college stadiums or in the SEC or whatever. And you just want to like, like it looked like I killed her dog, you know, <laughs> which I felt that pain. You know, it's so it's so silly. I mean, we go to Titans games all the time and you grab a beer like we're not in there getting stupid. College kids, they're IDing everybody in that stadium anyway. Well, uh, and I don't know. Did I tell this story on the podcast about the Vandy game? Well, there's a lot of stories about Vandy I games. think it was a, a 3 o'clock, 2.30 kickoff a few years ago at Kentucky. Me and Zach went. Somebody getting hammered or something? So, yeah. Well, we... I can't remember. I think we had a couple beers or whatever before the game. So we go in. Joshua. And, and we weren't really drinking during the game. And we walk in and get I in do our seats. I remember this story. Yes. But you need to go ahead and tell. It's a great story. Okay. <laughs> so we go to our seats, and we're in, like, a section with, you know, mom, kids, whatever. Then three college age guys i don't know if they were students looked like they were walk in and are clearly inebriated beyond rational amounts of like you know what i mean they were they were pretty pretty gone so they're they're high-fiving and hyper and excited for the first you know two or three minutes of the game and all of a sudden that that alcohol binge drinking that they had just done in the parking lot to get to get into this game starts setting in and they're they start settling down so one guy sits down and you can tell he's in trouble well he decides to pull up his shirt and vomit into his shirt (laughs) most disgusting thing i didn't notice it at first zach pointed it at pointed it out to me and I look down, and he's holding it at his waistband inside of his shirt. Most disgusting thing I've ever seen. And he's just sitting there, and I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, if to be honest, if it was me, I'd have just thrown up on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to throw up in my shirt. And if I did, I'd probably just dump it out right there. To this guy's credit, he carried it out of the stadium, and they left and did not come back to the game. You know, still five minutes left in the first quarter. I, I so, was literally about to say, when you were like, that alcohol that starts settling in, I was like, it is always that five-minute mark in the first quarter where you go, whew, this is going to be a long game. <laughs> yep, and they did not make it. Because that intro video, 
the vibes of that intro video and the team running out on the field have worn off by that point, and you're like, man, I'm tired now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing about banning alcohol in the stadium, though. You get outside and you go, I can't get any in there. I got a binge drink out here. So they're taking shots, they're shotgunning beers, they're funneling, they're trying to get it into their system to last them the whole game, which is impossible. Yeah. So... Because they're not like us who just sneak it in. Exactly. In college station. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure some of them do, but they're just they're just not smart about it, and they don't they don't think about it. And the fact that I'm going to just drink a whole bunch right now, and I'll be fine for the whole game. That's not really how it works. <laughs> you yeah. Gotta, you kind of got to pace yourself, and to be able to buy some in the stadium, they're not going to be sneaking it in. First of all, sneaking in liquor or chugging liquor outside the stadium to last them the whole game. So, in my opinion, it's a great move, and I think it'll actually cut down on incidents inside the stadium. I agree. I think that when when you're trying to prevent things from happening, that's when more things happen, if that makes sense at all. Well, yeah, that's they're always trying to do these things that end up backfiring. I don't... I'm trying to think of an example. Well, it's kind of like, okay, if, you, if you're if you driving down the interstate and somebody clips you in the back and you start sitting there like, oh, no, I'm going to hit the wall. I'm going to hit the wall, and you're staring it down. Well, yeah, you're going to hit the wall. But, like, if you turn away from it, you don't go into the wall. I'm really not sure where I was going on this. But very what, terrible. Well, no, what I'm saying is, if you're trying <coughs> if you're trying to prevent these things by being like communist out there like you can't have this you're only going to just create ways to do it well there has been class discrimination against the average fan for how long now because they're saying to you if you're rich you can do whatever you want if you're poor you're not allowed to drink yeah that we're too stupid to figure out what to do you're, yeah. And, and really thinking about it, I mean, like I said, we go to a lot of Titans games. I, off the top of my head, I don't feel like I've seen that many alcohol incidents at Titans games. I can count on one hand how many I've seen and the 20 years that I've been going to games. I mean, yeah, that's two decades worth. Yeah. And they weren't anything like bad. It was like dumbass opposing team fans arguing with our fans. And, they were a couple drunk people, you know, yeah. just being drunk. But that happens. That I mean, when you get seventy thousand people together and they're all drinking, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, a couple of people are going to get into an argument. And I mean, you also push everything into the student section. I, I mean, is it to keep the students sober or something? I don't. It just doesn't seem. It seemed more of like a Bible Belt thing than anything. Well, that's how it. I mean, just like dry counties and stuff. Like, what? How is that constitutionally allowed to make laws? Well, I mean, I've just, we've talked about it a ton of times that, like, why do we try to prevent these things? Just let Darwinism take place. Well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, survival of the fittest. Yeah. I mean, we got a lot of people out there. All right. Where are you getting down another rabbit hole here that's going <laughs> to. Yeah. That's going to lead to another, another. Uh, we're going to end up on Rush Limbaugh's podcast <laughs> if we keep doing that. But, uh, uh, I mean, I think it's a great move. 
I'm glad to see the SEC kind of start opening some things up and start, you know. Let the fans have some fun. I'm sick of, like, this whole war on the average fan. Yeah. I mean, that's what it seems like. Like, oh, stop. Everybody put your fun down before you come into the stadium. (laughs) Don't yell too loud. Nope, nope. Everybody stop having fun. Or, like, have you ever been in the stadium and, like, I mean, they've done polls on Twitter where they're, like, asking people, like, oh, would, should alcohol sales be good in the stadium? And, like, 80% say yes and 20% say no. And then I like to read the comments below. And they're oh, like, yeah. right, this is a family environment. This is a family environment. I'm trying to take my kids to the game and have a good time without drunk people yelling at them. I'm like, could be a have you gone to dinner at a restaurant because I'm telling you, they sell alcohol, and there's people there drinking it. Yes. I, you're absolutely right, because it's like, this is a family environment. It is a family environment, but... Uh, I go, go to family to, barbecues and get a beer. There are... Go to a Major League Baseball game. Go to an NFL game. Go to a hockey game. They're selling alcohol there. Why is it that all of a sudden, we're just going to lose our ever-loving minds if they sell it at a college football game? I... I don't understand it, but like, I mean, when they have those neutral site games, they sell it. When Kentucky plays at Louisville, they sell it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're selling it at other stadiums. Like, even this story now, before you and I went into College Station, it was like, all right, we got to we gotta tie one on before we get in there. And now, just hearing it, it's like, hey, let's just chill in the parking lot, then we'll slide in. And, and people will probably go in sooner, because knowing you can get it in the stadium... Mm-hmm. They'll probably go in for the pregame stuff, whereas they're waiting in the parking lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I always enjoy the pregame stuff, and and if I don't mind, uh, if I if I could say so, twelve dollar beer gets you drunk a lot faster <laughs> <laughs> than one in the parking lot. <laughs> well, usually they're tall boys. Yeah, well, that's like a good the Preds point. games sell two by fours. Oh, I love like that. Eleven dollars, and the ice keeps it just right, and it's just enough to last a full period. Yeah. Then you got the twenty minutes because you gotta wait fifteen to pee, yeah, five to get the beer. Then you're back. It's perfect. Hockey games are great. They got it figured out <laughs> down to a science. Yeah, there you go. Let's get rid of the third quarter in football. Just play <laughs> longer games. The fourth quarter. No, get rid of the third one, and uh, just make the last one more important. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so speaking of that kind of funny rule changes, uh, I saw some stuff the other day that was saying college, I mean, college basketball might change a few things, like they're going to move the three-point line back to the international distance, some shot clock stuff. Does any, anything excite you with those things, or is it just... I think it's all just gimmicks to try to, you know... Well... you know, Just to make it seem like they're making changes when they're actually not really doing anything. We've had a lot of... Co- All they do is change rules, and then you end up with, like, screwing up stat books. Yeah. I mean, we've had the uh, the boys from Riding the Pine Sports, and we've talked about how to do more fun things for, like, college sports in general. I mean, I don't get why... It, like in hindsight, looking at it, I'm thinking, okay, this is the three point line I shot from in high school basketball that you shot from in middle school. Why is it that a Division One 
could be in the NBA right now, players should be shooting from the same line. It's kind of crazy to think about. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're saying, like, change it to NBA, or why don't they just add a four-point line? Yeah, no, that's where it starts getting, like, minor league baseball gimmicky. (laughs) I don't know. I think it'd be fun if you had, like, because, you know, those last-second shots at the buzzer, you know, where they go full length, you know, a shot. That changes your whole dynamic. That would be... Or just make the half-court line the four-point line. Think about that, though. Like, You know, you're down by three, you catch a rebound on a free throw, and you hum at the full length and swish. You win the game. Or just think about, like, a a ridiculous shooting performance and the final score is, like, 200 to 198. Well, I mean, not everybody's going to be shooting. That was more of an NBA reference, but, like... Yeah. You know, when they're putting up a 100-point game, like Stephon Curry, for instance. Yeah, like Stephen. Stephen. Stephon. Either way, that's his French name. Um, Stephon Curry. <laughs> Curry. Um, Stephon. But, yeah, you're looking at, like, potentially, like, 200-point games. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's kind of wild. It's kind of crazy. Mm. You know, the other thing we should talk about... <clears throat> Oh, speaking of, you know, high scoring, you know, game changing performances. Love this. Where are we going with this? Online sports betting is legal <laughs> in Tennessee. Is it official now? Well, as of July 1st, I think it is officially legal, but I don't know that anybody has developed one yet. I think it's still got some like. So you hear that, listeners? Some, Send some, your money to Drunk Sports Radio. You so can that we can gamble. Uh, so you're saying essentially there's not a state of Tennessee Bovada yet, right? I think it'd be like the DraftKings Sportsbook or FanDuel, one of those. But they're, uh, I think they're getting sued right now. Oh, you mean like the fantasy betting? No, no, no. Like they have, they did the fantasy thing, got like all the sports betting like kind of legal. And then they and then they started, I guess, lobbying. Just right for, up there with uh, with alcohol sales. Why yeah, are, I don't. Why are we preventing this? Stuff? Okay, that's like in Tennessee, we have the stupidest law of all time. Alcohol, like liquor, all that stuff, has to be sold in a separate store from beer. Yeah. How stupid is that? The only way I can make that seemingly and they make can't r- sell it on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Only way I can see that being well after till till twelve. No, 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 no. Liquor is illegal oh, to sell liquor, yeah. on Sundays. Well, the only way I could see that be making rational sense at all would be just simply liquor stores create jobs. That's really the yeah, only but, thing I could see. I mean, otherwise, no. You have like in point. Kentucky, they have liquor and beer stores now, that are just liquor and beer. You want to you want to say the stupidest laws of all time. We could go down this rabbit hole, but Kentucky, I love that one. Betting is illegal in the state that holds the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, that's awkward. Yeah. No, we don't want betting in this well, state. Uh-uh. Horse race betting is legal. That you don't want to compete with the horse racing but that's, industry. That's so you can gamble on horses. That's legal. That's yeah. that's moral. That's more that's more humane. That's moral. Yes. Morally okay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Whereas and also the lottery is completely okay. Oh. 
love the lottery. But, you know, you can't have somebody bet on a sporting event. That is just, you're going to hell. Oh, my I mean, gosh. Hey, they might ruin their lives. <laughs> That's one thing I could see in the future, too, is, uh, you know how you have, like, live betting on Bovada and everything? Yeah. Like, having, having like, a iPad in your chair that you, like, you could, like, Place bet. bets at your seat in yeah, the arena. Yeah, in the arena. Man, I don't, I don't even know how those sports books can keep up with it like that. I mean, that live betting stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, most people are doing it at home, you know, on a computer. So you've got the delay of the, you know, of the TV. So they're are they at every arena watching every game, or are they changing odds during game? You know what I mean? When there's that much money moving, probably. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy to think, you know, because like every event is like able to be live betted, bet, yeah. live bet. And so, bet live. So they're like sitting there changing those odds, like, you know, the over under, for example, it's like at 200 and the game's at like 160 to 170 and it's like 10 minutes. And then they pop like five threes in a row and it's like, you know, oh shit, they just scored a bunch of points real quick. We got to change the odds. You know, if you're sitting in your seat and you can get that bet in, you know, like, oh, shit, they just popped five threes. Like, hurry up and get this over on. Like, you kind of have an advantage. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I could definitely see. There's there's going to be something. There there would be something that. Just think, you could be sitting there watching Kentucky football, placing live bets and drinking a beer <laughs> in the stadium. Hey, I bet your tickets for Toledo just went up in price right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's go. Sup, cow dog? <laughs> just sneaking up on me over there. Just Speaking of uh, Kentucky cow things, uh, aren't they renovating Rupp Arena again or something? Is that what they're doing? I don't know. I, I don't thought know. they just did that last year. Don't you remember they were like taking out seats or something? Oh, uh, a big uproar ruckus. They, or are they putting in suites or something? Yeah, that's right. Drinking zones. Let's just keep talking about drinking. I think that's what they were doing. They were Drunk putting Sports in radio. I think they were putting in these like booth things that where you could go down and buy beer or whatever, but you couldn't take it into the arena. But now with the SEC lifting the ban, are they just going to open them up to be able oh, to... that's a great point because. We've just been talking football this whole time. Exactly. That's for all sports. Exactly. That's SEC championship. Baseball. Softball. I could go for a beer in a softball game. Well, I mean, (laughs) you just got to think. I mean, if you're not doing anything on a Wednesday afternoon and there's a softball game going on, hey, I'll go over there and drink some beer. (laughs) Honestly, uh, (laughs) honestly, if we lived in Lexington, Kentucky, I really could see that happening. Hey, you it's know. Wednesday. What are you doing? Uh, you want to go to the softball game? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, there was a lot of times at Tech where baseball games were going on, you know, and and there was no strict security stopping people from bringing <laughs> coolers in. So I love it. You so, know. Speaking of our second favorite sport, uh, NASCAR. No, there's no news in NASCAR. So, uh, but yes. The other night we were playing trivia, and one of the questions was, who are the last five schools to win national titles in football? 
Okay. Uh, so Clemson and Alabama, pretty mm. two easy decisions there. Um, is this date back to Auburn? That, were they on the list? There's three. Oh gosh! All right, we gotta go way back then. <laughs> um. All right, trying not to get a whole lot of dead dead space in this. Um, <clears throat> because if if we're going back to Auburn, then you're missing an easy one. Um. Uh, am I? Yeah. You are. One that's going to really haunt me here. Yeah, talking in the microphone. Uh, Ohio State. Bingo. That was the All easy right. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, it, I'm sorry, but like in my mind, I'm thinking that Alabama has won the last 57 national titles. So but they um, didn't win last year. <laughs> yeah, so it's like Clemson and then uh, backdate you know, 107 years to like, we Yale? Were they yeah. the last five? But this Harvard? last one. Uh, the last one, um, it's not Oklahoma. No. Have they even won a national title lately? What year? Didn't they have, uh, didn't they have one in like mid 2000, like 2003? No, I think Jason they were White like, in like 2005. Huh? Wasn't it like Jason White in like 2007? I thought they were like wrecking people one year and then they just got demolished in like the last game of the season or something. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, that sounds like a very Oklahoma thing. Think, uh, where did Coach Stoops come from? Oh, Florida State? Yeah, buddy. <clears throat> that was the last year before the playoff. They beat Auburn. Florida State won a national title. That oh yeah, wow! What <clears throat> year was that? That was was it twelve? <laughs> so long ago. I guess yeah, because it was the year after Stoops left Florida State. Uh, Hadn't been the same since. <laughs> Hadn't been the same since. Let's see. Uh, um. Uh, um. Florida State has won a national, five national titles in 93, 99. <clears throat> they won it in 99? Uh, yeah, they that was uh, they beat Michael Vick in Virginia Tech. Oh. Hmm. Uh, in 2013. There it was, 13, not 12. Played, oh, they played in five national titles, 93 and 2001. 98, they lost to Tennessee. Yes. And then they won it in 99? Yes. So, and then 13. I don't know. 13. I don't know. That's where that college football thing gets a little sticky. Yeah. Played uh, in, is that the same as uh, one? Is that what well, they're trying to say? Might as well claim it. I mean, just claim it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, dude. That's okay. So it was Clemson. Alabama, Auburn, Ohio State, Florida, Florida State. State. A lot of Tigers in that. Auburn, Auburn and Clemson. Clemson. Just two two out of five. 
That's twenty percent. That's some percentage. Twenty percent. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's forty percent. Sure. This is Adrian and Josh do math. Yeah. <laughs> well, one out of five is twenty percent, so two would be forty. Yeah. There we go. On point. Crushing it. Math genius. That's what we do here, folks. Yeah. You know, we sports don't ju- and numbers. We don't just turn left. We do sports betting. By the way, it went to a team building event, and we went to the Music City Go-Kart track. Music City Go-Kart track. The one out by Nissan Stadium. Oh, the indoor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty fun. I was did fat. you win? I did, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I did win. Um, and what was really funny is like I say this lovingly because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm buddies with the whole staff. But uh, one of the guys, he's from Brazil, and he got mad because I passed him. And I was like, "Look, buddy, in your country, you have Formula One racing. My country, we have NASCAR." <laughs> <laughs> was that not like closer to Formula One? Yeah, but the joke was there, so you just had to keep going with it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Sure. To be fair, I passed him on a left turn. So, ooh, point America. America. Just winning races. Does anybody watch NASCAR anymore? <sighs> Not sober. Mm. Does anybody do any sport thing sober? Mm. Mom with her kids. <sighs> I don't know. Um, how's the golf game going? Well, well, I'm playing about two to three times a week. So that a boy. I was playing really good yesterday, but then I uh, had to leave, go to dinner. So, mm. but I hit a uh, fifty footer for birdie on a par three. So look at you. Yeah, dude. Yeah, next year we're all gonna. We're going to get on the juice for that scramble next year. I'm going to get on the juice and just get just start stroking the ball out there. Oh, I'm yeah. already stroking it. But just think after we get you on the juice. Mm. Don't lift any weights. Just take steroids. Don't you just get fat and like your balls shrink up? Yeah, but you put the ball in the hole better. That's all we're worried about. Yeah, I mean, it's not like... Uh... This is a kid-free podcast. We're going to keep it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you have anything else before we uh, sign off? I don't know. I feel like we've alienated every... (laughs) That's our goal here. ...possible thing today. Uh, Don't don't bring your kids to sporting events. We hate you. Stop Stop having kids. Stop having kids. Yeah. Um, No. Pay attention to your... Kids at restaurants, don't let them run around and act like jackasses. Refer to rule number two, just don't have kids. See, Uh-oh. I mean, <laughs> the same people that let their kids run around a restaurant get mad that, like, my dog sniffs their, their leg when we walk by. I could see that. Those are annoying people. Nobody likes them. They, like, they like hug the curb where you're, like, you're walking by and you have nowhere to go. And then, like, get it, like, really close to you. And then they're like, ugh. This dog sniffed me. Ew, this is disgusting. Edward. <laughs> Edward, his, his this dog. This dog is... sniffed me. Yes, it's disgusting. 
Yeah. It's the worst. All but right. uh no man, I can't really think of too too much else. Uh do appreciate you uh letting me come back on. Um glad we got it back together. Yeah, hopefully my probation period's over now. Um <laughs> I've learned from my I mistakes. wasn't gonna tell them about that, but uh you know. oh wait, oh, I wasn't in trouble. I'm sorry, I'm just used to being in trouble. Um <laughs> uh, now we just gotta get the uh website going and uh get some sports topics to uh to post about and get some writers. If you want to be a writer, uh, contact us at Drunk Sports One on Twitter or, uh, you know, in there somewhere else. Or, you know, oh, yeah. we have call, a... call the number. What is the number? Call, call our number. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> call us. Call us on Drunk Sports Radio. Yeah. Um, let's see. We need this time. <laughs> well, if I can find it. There was a guy, by the way. We have a guy at work. Ah, got it. Uh, 304-804-7760. Call us today and leave us a voicemail. If you want to talk your uh, awesome sports takes, we'll put them on here. And if you want to write some sports-related articles, we'll post them on the website. DrunkSportsRadio.com. If you just want to get your word out there, just let us know. You know, it's all about uh, expressing yourself. There was a guy uh, we have at work. He is somewhat British or something. And uh, he asked me the other day about he wanted to go to a Titans game. And he told me that he wanted to see an American football match at the Titans pitch. Oh. And I was like, oh, yeah. We're doing this. Yes. <laughs> there was Go another, sports. There was another guy. This is a great story to wrap up this show. He goes, uh, this kid, it, where he's, uh, he's Egyptian. He just got to this country a couple of years ago, learning the language, you know, doing really well with it. But <clears throat> he said, when I first got here, you know, in his country, football, it's soccer. And, you know, it's the biggest sport. He goes... I met a couple of guys, and they asked me if I wanted to play football on Sunday. I said, sure. He said, I showed up. They beat the crap out of me. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, it's an episode of Drunk Sports Radio. Thanks. Uh, Give us a call or follow us on Twitter. We'll be back. Hopefully, it won't be a month next time. And uh, you know what? Whatever. Keep drinking. Keep drinking.